27 hospitals in New York City have signed on to participate in the Department of Health's new initiative called Latch On NYC. It's a program that encourages breastfeeding for new mothers by limiting access to formula. This is a voluntary initiative. We put out the word about this initiative to all 40 maternity hospitals in New York City. And two-thirds of those hospitals, that's 27 out of 40, voluntarily signed on to be part of this. And, and what we learned is that many of them had been doing some of the practices that are part of Latch on New York City. As Deborah Kaplan, the Assistant Commissioner of the Bureau of Maternal, Infant, and Reproductive Health, Latch on NYC rolls into effect on September 3rd. It would require that infants not be supplemented with formula unless it's indicated on their medical records. We're removing obstacles to mom successfully breastfeeding. And so what happens in some hospitals, there is so much formula often in the room with the mom or where the baby is, and there's very easy access to it by anyone who's providing care to the mom or baby. And so we want to have it in a separate area but close to the nursery so that moms can obtain it if they're not breastfeeding. Not every mother is on board. Gail Samak-Lamon is the author of a new article in The Atlantic. It's called A Woman's Right to Choose Not to Breastfeed. And she joins us today. Gail, nice to speak with you. Nice to speak with you. What's what's your problem with this initiative, do you think? Well, I mean, to be honest, I don't think it's an us versus them. And I think so many of these discussions about women become one corner or the other. I don't think anybody could have an issue with education and, and educating new parents about their options. The issue I see and that wrote about in the Atlantic is the stigmatization of formula. You know, there are a lot of new mothers who really struggle to breastfeed or who end up deciding that they cannot for whatever reason. And those are really parental choices. And now, uh, as I've read, according to the new policy, they will have to give a reason every time they ask for formula. So not only will they face those decisions, but they will have to continue to justify it over and over. And, and it's a parenting choice. Uh, you know, I wonder if this is a, a specific thing for New York City. From what I read from the, what the Department of Health says, 90 percent of mothers in New York City choose to breastfeed. And I mean, I had I had a baby. I, I know that when you're in the hospital, they, they are correct. There's formula everywhere. So maybe for New York City, this program is, is city specific. I think there is a really fine line between educating and dictating, and I think absolutely no one is for promoting formula willy-nilly or for pushing people toward formula when they would rather breastfeed or for saying that formula is a, you know, is a better option, you should do this instead of breastfeeding, 100% on the education front. But I think once parents have made that decision, what it looks like is that they continue to have to make that decision and that you know, they will have to sort of sign out the formula. And that is where I think there's an issue because so many new parents already feel enormous guilt and so much, um, as you know, in that first couple of days, you're so uh, overwhelmed by everything anyway. And then to face having to t- explain to nurses, you know, every single time why you have made that decision, I think is a real challenge. And I think that, you know, parents are adults and, and they do get to be treated like that once they've made a decision. Yeah, I mean, and, and any mother can attest to how irritating it it becomes having people telling you how to do and, and everything <laughs> exactly. and, and what to do all the time. I absolutely sympathize with that. At the same time, I know enough mothers, young mothers and more experienced mothers, who despite all the education that we have, I'm not sure everyone is fully educated about the differences in the benefits of breastfeeding versus formula. I'm not I'm not sure about that. There's still a lot of women. I mean, the statistics tell us the best statistics we have, which admittedly aren't great, 
that, right. you know, maybe one to five percent of women have trouble producing the milk that they need. And yet there's a large number of women who think that they're in that percentage. And again, you know, I agree with you in terms of the point of giving people education. But then there really are, if you're in that group of women who are either struggling or who decide for whatever family reasons that that's not right for their child, then you continue to have to justify it. And this policy of putting it away and of making parents explain over and over again why they've made that decision, I think doesn't actually help the long-run goal of educating parents. You know, education is terrific. Giving parents choices is terrific. But I think dictating choices and shaming new parents isn't helpful, and I don't think it actually achieves the end goal. Can we, I mean, we're, we're trying to overcome several generations, scale of, of people believing that formula was better. Certainly, many women feel as though formula is a lot more uh, convenient and, and fits into their lifestyle better and, and perhaps don't understand, you know, that breastfeeding it makes such a big difference to the baby's health. How do we, without stigmatizing it, how do we educate people? How do we encourage breastfeeding without making people feel bad? I think you do what a lot of what's being done, right? You do public campaigns. I mean, how did people stop sudden infant death, right? I mean, SIDS, there was a big campaign about keeping babies on their back, right, um, versus their stomach. If you can educate people in a really non-judgmental way, I think that is wonderful. And, and I really don't see who could be against that. But I think when you're in the hospital and now you will have to sign out formula as if formula, which is FDA-regulated and seen by the FDA as meeting the nutritional needs of infants, is treated the same way as a prescription drug, you know, I don't see how that reduces the stigma for mothers and then swings us back in the other direction. And there's already so much judgment going on. It's just the last thing new parents need. They need education. Uh, and they, sir, I don't think they definitely don't need shaming. They need sleep, Gail. That's what they yeah. need for the most part. <laughs> exactly. They need sleep and diapers. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty right. And in about eight extra sets of hands. <laughs> Exactly. But, I, you know, and I, it's interesting because I, you know, got a number of notes from um, fathers, actually, who wrote to say, thank you for writing this piece because my wife went through enormous shame at the hospital. Huh. And when they had found out that we had to either supplement because the doctors told us the baby was losing too much or um, when we found out that my wife wasn't producing enough milk, we still were treated even worse, like we were failing. And that's what, what, I, wanted, what I think we really should try to avoid. You know, I, I, I got to push back on you just a little because, you know, we get medical advice from hospitals and doctors all the time. And some of them have to do with lifestyle. And from what we know about breastfeeding versus formula, many of those decisions are made based on lifestyle. A woman wants to be able to drink alcohol, for example. A woman wants to be able to go back to smoking or she works long hours at her job and, and feels like breastfeeding won't fit in. Those are all viable and credible choices. And yet, isn't it your doctor's job to say, look, you can make a choice that's, that's better for your health or better for the health of your baby? Oh, absolutely. And again, it goes to informing patients about the benefits, right? Um, mothers smoke during pregnancy. That is also, I mean, it's incredibly harmful. But people don't throw them out of hospitals once they come to deliver. And so I think that there are a lot of things that people do that people may not approve of, right? But when we talk about infant formula, it is FDA regulated and it's seen as meeting the nutritional needs of infants. So I think if people feel like they need to do that for whatever reason, once they have been educated, it is a family decision. There are family decisions people make that other people may not approve of. 
and I think in New York City you see that all the time. But people are grown-ups, and at a certain point, you know, just because you have a baby doesn't make you an infant. And I do think that education is absolutely critical, and I think you're already seeing more and more women move toward breastfeeding. Um, but for those parents who decide for whatever reason that it doesn't work for them, and I think, as you say, they are in the minority, um, judging and stigmatizing and, and treating formula you know, I'm, again, I'm not for giving out keychains that have Similac on it, but I, do, you know, but I do think that offering formula as an option in the hospital and easing parents into the transition of becoming parents without judging them and without stigmatizing but continuing to educate them is entirely different than making them feel guilty or shamed. And, and I think that actually is counterproductive. Let's take one more listen to Deborah Kaplan. She's with the Department of Health in New York. We are working with many of these hospitals as part of our broader work around breastfeeding. And so much of what hospitals are doing and are getting supported to do through training that we offer is that we are providing training for staff on how to support breastfeeding mothers and the specific types of help you can give a mother at the bedside. You know, when you speak, when you hear Deborah there, Gail, it sounds as though what they're doing is trying to stem the tide of the, the flood of formula which has gone into our hospitals, that where they're trying to establish a new normal here, and sometimes that can be difficult. Yes, and again, you know, when she talks about informing and educating, absolutely, that is in everybody's best interest. But I do think, again, when the parent decides that for whatever yeah, reason that does not work, to. right? Yeah, you know, then you know, one quote said, you know, the key to getting more moms to breastfeed is making the formula less accessible. No, I actually disagree with that. I think the key to making, helping more moms to breastfeed is helping and encouraging and not judging them hmm. and, lead, you know, educating them about what the options are, but making them feel guilty about something that may work for their family for whatever personal reason that is, whether it's they can't produce or, you know, I have a number of friends who are on medication that makes it impossible. And they feel so guilty every single time somebody comes in their office and says, oh, my, in their hospital room and says, oh, you're really not going to breastfeed. You know, you're really adding shame to discomfort and a new parent's emotion. It's an interesting and just, subject and a, and, a, and a lively argument. Gail Samak Lamone uh, wrote a, a Woman's Right to Choose Not to Breastfeed in the Atlantic. Thank you so much, Gail. 